before I get into this episode, a quick heads up that the sound is a bit cutty-outy, so apologies in advance. I hope you can stick with it. Hopefully next time it won't be so bad. Welcome to the Software Delivery Club. My name is Richard Baum. This is episode 20. And this is a ranty one. This is called, Does Continuous Delivery Deliver? Or, Does Continuous Delivery Have an Image Problem? Or, What's So Good About CICD? So this is quite a meaty one. So as you might know, every two weeks or so, I explore different aspects of business of delivering better software from leadership to strategy, technology teams, product systems, delivery, customer. I talk with myself mainly and sometimes with industry experts about important subjects about building and delivering amazing software. The episodes are inspired by some stuff I've been reading or talking about or talking with people about over the last couple of weeks. At the moment, these podcasts are mainly me talking into a microphone because I'm slow to form ideas. However, I'm starting to see some patterns forming. So I had an online discussion with CD guru, Brian Finster. On Twitter, he said, it's 2022 and some people think CD is edgy. It's not. It's table stakes for competent. If you cannot make and deploy change in the same workday, you're a security risk. And I read that and thought, do people think CD is edgy? I'm not sure. Anyway, I came up with a smart comment and I said, I think CD is edge case rather than edgy. Too many orgs just don't see the point and they probably have a point. And to me, that is a little bit smart, a little bit maybe innocuous, but I didn't know Brian at this point and it got him interested and he wrote a kind of whole rebuttal blog post, which in some ways kind of missed the point of what I was trying to say, but maybe it wasn't clear what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say was that companies are trying CD and then kind of not getting there and wondering if it's still relevant or important for them. So I'm starting to think that it's got an image problem. So yes, I'm saying that CD is edge case, but in my experience, in my experience over 25 years working in software and IT, I've rarely seen an organization successfully deploy a consistent CD implementation across the whole org, which is if you read the books and if you listen to Brian and perhaps Dave Farley as well, certain Dave Farley, that's where the organization really wants to get the most value from a CD implementation. So why is that? Why do orgs not get to a point where they feel they've done CD successfully? Or maybe it's not the orgs themselves, maybe it's the engineers, maybe it's the value they're not seeing. So continuous delivery is often seen as a holy grail for a firm's digital transformation. There is pressure to ensure that the code and infrastructure are secure, auditable and updatable. The promise of being agile in quotes and being able to release on demand in quotes and all that good stuff around security and flexibility is too much for any CIO, CTO, CISO, CISO to ignore. And quite right, you know, this is the 21st century, it's 2022, we're delivering more and more complex software more and more often. And that's where organizations want to go. You've read Accelerate, I presume. If you haven't, you should. Um, hopefully you've read Continuous Delivery as well by Dave Farley. You should as well. Those are two key books at this point in time in software delivery. And they promise a brighter future where you can deliver software more quickly, more repeatably, and with more surety over the security, particularly of interest right now. And here you see in snapshot the dangers of attempting to do the right thing 
if you read the foreword and accelerate, there's a nice introduction by Martin Fowler, which urges a note of caution. This says that the research that was used to create the data in the book is based on surveys and that the Western generative organization type should prevail in order to reap full benefit of the CD implementation. On the first part, I guess we agree that it's anecdotal, but yes, irrefutable from a data analysis or statistical perspective that organizations that deliver software more frequently do better. That's the underlying thread of Accelerate. Secondly, though, it's predicating on the fact that the organization type should be Western generative, that it should be a nurturing, encouraging, high cooperation organization where the leadership is aligned with the wants and the needs of the engineers to ensure that the software that has been delivered is done so in the most open and collaborative way possible. So I'm not saying that the CD isn't a worthy goal, but too often the leaders of these organizations do not feel they have to change themselves or change the organization to enable CD to be implemented completely. So my point here is most org don't support the concept of CD because they don't change. Some teams might get there, but the overall might not. So enterprises often don't create the environment that is needed for CD to survive and thrive. They end up with a mishmash confusion of tools and, and it's very hard unless policies are rewritten to make sense of anything like CD. So this is the drift of my slightly offhand statement. I'm still researching it and looking to prove myself wrong. But my idea and my experience is that we've got ourselves here by being too obsessed with taking on the latest tool, technique, framework and applying them and not consistent enough when it comes to implementation. Because as every good book on the subject says, without fail, there is no one size fits all solution for any of this. Plus it takes a lot of work and the journey is really never complete. So as orgs, we kind of ignore the idea of the hard work. As engineers, we don't, we take it very seriously. But unless the organization supports that, then CD may never be achieved properly. I continued this thread on Twitter and LinkedIn and got some interesting responses. Most of it was around, oh, well, you've obviously not read these books or done CD before, or you don't know what you're talking about, or a variety or combination of the two. Well, I have, I have done CD and CD before, I've done it for over 25 years, and I've written hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lines of code, and I've walked the walk for a quarter of a century. Having said that, I've also tried to think about things from an organizational perspective. Why did orgs get to where they are? They weren't built on software, typically, a lot, a lot of the time to begin with. It's become something they've had to bring into their way of working, and we're still getting there, you know? So when we rather glibly say we need to be able to ensure that an organization understands what it means to deliver software, most organizations are not software delivery-centered organizations. It's just something that they have to do. So apart from that, apart from the leadership style of an organization, which may or may not contribute to a failure or success in CD, how do we get to the situation where CD implementations aren't really getting to a point where they're achieving what they set out to do in the first place? So I said that it had something to do with leadership and something to do with culture. But let me ask you this. Have you ever been in this situation? Two developers are talking to each other. Developer one says, well, I consider this to be a framing problem. 
if we consider it from X's point of view, and X is a famous author who has written a book, blah, 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 on something or other. If we consider it from X's perspective or ideology, then this becomes clear. Developer 2 says, maybe true, but have you considered it from Y's perspective? And Developer 2 has another famous author, Y, which he may have heard about. He may have read Y's book, but isn't particularly familiar with it. And Developer 1 says, yeah, I know Y's stuff, but it's a bit, yeah, I, I looked into it and I don't believe it's as good as X's perspective. And at that point, Developer 2 just gives up and says, okay, fine, you've convinced me, let's go and do this thing your way or your guru's way. Decision made, code is written. And I see this as, see this pattern occurring quite a lot in development, but also in the deployment of systems, any debate that we have around uh, particularly CICD implementations, particularly around tooling implementations too, where there's a lot of touch points. A lot of opinions get thrown in, maybe not quoting books per se, but a lot of opinions get thrown in. And it becomes a, a situation where it, there's a lot of pride at stake. So people will throw a lot of effort into supporting their claim, supporting their argument around the way that we do things. Because I think that's also what we see as software engineers. We want to be able to affect the way we're, we like to think of ourselves as clever people who can understand complex processes and then implement them in code. So we get this pride in everything that we do. We want to roll it out through our tooling and through everything that we, we do, basically. And what I'm trying to say here is that pride gets in the way when it comes to building software, but also our CICD pipelines. So that's my first point. Point one, pride-driven development. My second point is that CD pipelines, the ICD pipelines, are usually created by heroes. What do I mean by that? Well, not everyone in the team likes to get involved with automation, like to maybe just do their coding bit. They're not so interested in the packaging deployment bit, and that's fair enough. It can be boring. If you read something like the DevOps handbook, then you can see good patterns, which we want to inculcate in our dev and DevOps for software engineers in the 21st century. And we should all be familiar with the tropes, you know, working in small batches, limiting work in progress, respecting Conway's law, etc. If you look at the examples in the DevOps handbook in particular, you will see stories of brilliant individuals or small teams saving enterprises millions by creating an implementation for CICD or Kubernetes or whatever. And typically when you look at these changes, they're not really from a team perspective or the success stories don't tend to come from a team perspective. They tend to be I or we did this, we were parachuted in, or we created this. And that's great. And the figures are indisputable, of course, we, we see in Accelerate that the more quickly an organization delivers, then that's better for the organization. And what we don't hear about typically is the longer term impacts of these implementations. So CICD can be achieved, yeah, sure. But what happens later when the team is disbanded or when the organization changes? CD typically is created by a few heroes who understand that complex domain that, that it's living in because it's a product in itself in your, in your landscape, in your architecture. There are one or two people who gravitate towards that complexity and see that as a great challenge, but typically supporting that longer term is less appealing. And you end up with a team which is tasked with looking after maybe a CICD estate, which is failing essentially um, when you get more broken tests. If that's not aligned with the team or if it is aligned with the wrong team, perhaps, or people move on then things can change. So CICD degrades over time unless it's maintained. So our hero implementation of CD is great 
but what is left after that? And this goes on to my third point, which is we never finish what we've started. A few years ago, I was working at an organization where this was a mantra, we finish what we've started. And going on between PIs, because we were working in safe there, we were going in between um, program increments. Every three months, we would look at the epics that were there from the previous increment and take them across into the next one, filling up maybe half of our board with stuff which we hadn't finished from the previous three-month iteration. So the irony there is that we rarely finish what we started because we've kind of got into a cadence where it's not important to finish what we've started. It's always going to be that we've got placehold. Similarly for CD, perhaps that's too lofty a goal to aim for directly. If we look at this huge program of work that we take on when we start to implement CD, and maybe that's why we only see pockets of success typically. And maybe that's why in an organization we don't discuss enough but we could reorganize in a way that makes it attainable. Mm. So what can we do to fix this? Well, for prime driven development, to get that prime out of the way, language is definitely important and explaining ourselves properly. If you read the domain driven design book by Eric Evans, he'll talk about that in the first few chapters around how language is very important between developer and subject matter or business analyst or business person to talk in the same language as each other is important. But similarly, I would say talking between developers is important as well. There is a kind of an unwritten hierarchy in development, isn't there, where we do use this kind of knowledge-based approach or this pride-based approach to have you considered it this way. And typically the one with the loudest voice or the one who knows the most or the one who's got the most experience can win it. A debate between developers where we can actually be honest and Socratic, perhaps, about how we approach the next significant changes in our architecture or code base. Same goes for CD as well. How, maybe this is a point I've missed as well, I need to dive into, is that where does the application stop and where does CD begin? But that's a, that's a topic for another time. So what can we do to fix the situation with CD? Here's a few suggestions I've been thinking about. One, get pride out of the way. Treat your CD pipeline as you would your application. Debate its structure and architecture openly, but decide together so that you can build it and support it together. Two, avoid heroes. Language is important. Ensure that you have a common language which you discuss your CI/CD pipeline between developers and DevOps with. And actually understand how you can build it as another application in your organization. Three, keep working at it. Even drive organizational change through the attitude that you show building your CD implementation. This is the way we want to go forward. This is the way we work now. Perhaps I'm even suggesting here that you design your CD rather than just letting it grow. That is something for me to think about and research a bit further. One thing I really like is the approach that Brian Finster also mentions in a podcast. As Brian says, it's really up to you, the kind of organization that you want to be. I will link the No Nonsense podcast episode in the show notes, but I've also created a short summary post which talks about the bits that Brian mentions around CD. He is very passionate about his subject and very knowledgeable, and he goes off on the failings of organizations potentially around CD, and he talks about engineering for release, which I really love. This is the concept that you're building your release mechanism 
even before you've built first line of code. Really, this is taking TDD to the next level. Before you even write a test or a single line of code, you write your pipeline, which enforces that you have everything you need to do to make your software successful. So all in all, make CD a team problem, not an individual thing. This is something I've also heard from Anna Jan Brower when he talked about it at DevOps Days recently in Eintone. Building the pipeline before you've written a line of code. Perhaps this approach to CD pipeline creation is something which is fundamental to success. Lots to think about. I've learned and rewritten a whole lot during the recording of this episode, and I feel it's still got a long way to go. I'd love to hear your opinions on this subject too, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next time on the Software Delivery Club. Thanks, and good luck.